Hello and welcome to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360, and with me is Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich, as we begin episode 71 on Mother's Day weekend, May 12th, 2018. To get the most out of Joygasm, follow us on social media of choice and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Also, for exclusive access, check us out at Patreon.com slash Joygasm. And it goes without saying, too, that we are now on Spotify. So if Spotify is what you are into, please check us out on there as well. Today's episode is short and sweet. We're going to forego the gaming news and movie news, and we're going to go right into our topic of the day, which is going to be E3 predictions slash what we hope to see. Hmm. But before we get into that, I'd like to find out from my brother of the same mother, Mm -hmm. how you doing? I finally watched Doctor Strange, Russ. Did you now? I did. I prefer the animated version over the real version. Do you now? I do. And not to say that the, that the real live version was was bad. It just didn't seem as exciting or as in-depth as the animated version was. You don't say. I do. So, I would implore you, Russ, to watch the animated version. Is it anime or no? Yeah. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> no. no. Kind of, sort of, a little bit, maybe, maybe, but not, not, not all the way. No, Russ, no. You're doing a fine job of muddying up the waters. Uh, well, that, the muddy waters do offer mystery, Russ. They offer something, that's for sure. <laughs> Just don't drink it, okay? No, I'll have to check it out if you think that the animation version was better than the, the live-action one, because I, I actually like the live-action movie. I know you do. And after watching The Avengers with Doctor Strange, it makes more sense af- to me watching the animated version than watching the live version. Hmm. <laughs> the only issue I had with the movie was the actress who played kind of the Morpheus character. I can't remember what, what her name Morpheus. is. Morpheus. But she, you know, she she had the bald head and everything. Oh else. right, she was on the island. She was. It wasn't Kate uh, Blanchett, was it? No, I don't remember who. What the name of the actress? Yeah, is. she was on the that that the beach movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Beach um, movie, the island or something like that. I know what her name. Is. Give me a second. No, I think she was also in Thor Ragnarok, wasn't she? Wasn't she Hela? No. Or maybe I'm getting my. No, that was Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett was Hella in Thor Ragnarok. But I, yeah, I can now. I'm wondering what her name is. Uh, Are you M dibbing it, Steve? I'm M dibbing it. Right? Give me a second here. Um, Tilda Swinton. What? Tilda Swinton. Let right. me see that. There you go. Tilda Swinton. Grab the phone from my hot little hand. Oh, uh, you are correct. She also played, uh, I believe it was Gabriel in, uh, oh, Constantine. Oh, yes. Uh, Constantine, yes. Well, if, if for nothing else, I'm glad that you did see it. Did you happen to like any parts at all from the film? Um, well, I mean, 
I like the scenes with the library. That well, he's not the library. Well, I guess he is the librarian kind of guy. Uh, he was cool. I wish they would have showed more of him in the Avengers movie. Uh-huh. He was a cool guy. Um, otherwise, it, it, yeah, you know, I, I think. Um, What's the one? Cumberbatch, uh, the guy. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, yeah. I thought he did a very, very good job. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just thought that there wasn't enough, like, magic play, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, there was more, like, uh, kaleidoscopic, you know, illusion stuff, which was cool, but I think he has more abilities than that. Um, I've never read the comic, so I don't really know what all he's capable of, but I did really appreciate just how they were altering the different realities, how like it just it mm-hmm. really had a sense of inertia to it. And just some of those sequences altogether, you're like, whoa, like if you were in that situation, uh, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. The one, one of the scenes that I thought was pretty funny was, you know, he, um, he is going back to the hospital and the, his love interest who is tired of his ego mm-hmm. as well as everybody else. Um, and he's coming to her from the other realm, like in her conscience, and I guess. And he's always calling on her in the last minute. And it's like nothing until <laughs> she's right that. there in front of me. She's, yeah. she's getting all startled. And she just wants to do her job. And uh, I forgot what her name is, but you know, she keeps on coming back at her. Then coming back yeah. at her. And she rolls her eyes like, oh. That was pretty funny. But, yeah. Um, I actually forgot like how Stan Lee had his cameo in that movie. I think he was some sort of passenger on a bus or something like that. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, at the end of the movie with the little Marvel last little bit there, little Easter egg. Yeah. It, it was the beginning part of Thor Ragnarok. And I, that get played right into that movie mm. when Thor comes to see him and trying to get, you know, trying to find Odin. Uh, uh-huh. uh, which they don't really, the Marvel movies don't really do that. They don't play right into the movie. They usually show like a snippet, a glimpse of what, sure. they, you know, to expect, but not like, here's a scene from, you know. Anyhow. What else is going on with you, Steve? Um, well, I <laughs> I watched, you know, the parents were visiting out here. Right? Yes. And uh, they had, a, they they rented a movie that uh, that they didn't take back and they ended up watching it. One of the, one of the, documentaries they love watching so much. Yeah. (laughs) Let me guess. It's like some sort of independent indie documentary. Mm, You're you're warm. You could easily just fall asleep while you watch. I did fall asleep, but that's because I had a long day. Ah. (laughs) But actually HBO uh, produced it. Mm -hmm. It was made really independently, like, like Sony camcorder style, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was so independent. It was made by iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, you know, slightly political. So I don't want to really jump right into it, yeah. but um, man, it is a little bit eye opening. Was It was basically about um, the companies who make the, 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 the polling machines when you go to vote. Ah, uh, yes. And all the like the behind the scenes stuff that goes on there. Huh? <laughs> Russ. Oh. Very interesting stuff. And I don't mean for the better. Huh? No, no. Now, I have seen you online a couple times, but I just said, Toaster 360, Xbox Live, home. 
or like watching a movie or something. So I know you haven't been playing that much Xbox. You've either been on PlayStation or watching movies. I will have you know I have been playing a fair amount of Xbox. My daughter recently has actually been getting into watching her daddy play games. You can cue the aww right about now. But daddy, back God of War, daddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, um, she has actually really gotten into uh, Peggle. Ah, oh, yeah, it's Peggle. And so I've been playing Peggle 1 and Peggle 2 with her, and she just absolutely loves it. She loves just being able to control where the, the little metallic ball drops and just getting all the, the Peggles hit. And she's very into the, the characters that just kind of hang out by the the le- lower left-hand corner there, and she likes to pick out the different skins and whatnot. Also, we were playing Rayman Legends, which she is a huge fan of. Yeah. And that's a game that just never ends. Like, I've been playing that game for a while now, and it's, it's not a game that I just continuously binge play. I just, I'll play for a little bit, and then I'll put it down, and I'll be playing some other games for a bit. And then I'll always come back to it because it's just one of those really enjoyable 2.5D, well, it's mainly 2D, 2D um, side-scroller platformer type games, but just a, a really, like, well-produced game. And, of course, God of War, as you love to tease me about. Been getting farther into that game. Still have not beat it yet. There <clears throat> has been a lot that has transpired, and I don't want to spoil it for you. I think that you're going to just need to pitch a tent here and my house and have you just just play through the game just so you can experience the story for yourself. I feel like I'd be doing you a disservice if I actually were to spill the beans on that one for you. I'll either camp out here or I'll just take the whole system back with me. Yeah, you're welcome to do that too. You can just take my PS4 over and get some some proper playing in, but I it's it's seriously a really great story. Just mm. the the character arcs between the father and son, as well as the the different characters that you come across in the game, whether they are antagonist or neutral or allies, you never know. It's funny when you're when you're playing, your son almost has more courage than you do because you're like, oh man, these baddies are coming, and your son just goes, ah! <laughs> runs out there with his little bow and arrow. He's like ten years old. I'm like, okay, well. Be the distraction then. I'll, I'll the buff father with the big axe will hang back. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has the the life experiences. He's not all about like just jumping in and wanting to like lay waste. He's kind of like, well, hold on a second, let's assess the situation first, and go ahead, single offspring. Yeah, little ten year old's like, Wah! getting in there. But no, it's it, <laughs> go ahead, flesh of my flesh. Go ahead. You just go on and, and, and take care of all the baddies. I'll hang back here where it's safe. <laughs> Warm near the fire. Run forth, my fruit of the loom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. Just the, the story has been progressing nicely. And I don't I, honestly, I have no idea how much I have left to play. I really don't like it. it I keep thinking, oh, I'm getting close to the end based on what's happening. And then I'll be playing for another five to ten hours. It's like, oh, okay, I guess it wasn't the end. I guess we have some other stuff going on. <clears throat> One of the things that I'm curious about is there's a certain section. This is not a spoiler, but there's a section of the, the world map where if you go to it, you, you have the ability to be able to go to these different realms. But I haven't been. I've only been to like half of the realms. 
And I don't know if there's going to be some sort of DLC content that's going to come right. later on and unlock those areas. Or if I literally I have that much more to go check out and see, I have no idea. Just I don't know what to expect. Just cracked my neck. It felt great. Did it vibrate your <sighs> brain cavity? Uh, not not that high. It was rather a lower crack, but uh, it was good. By the way, speaking <laughs> Did of it DL- jingle your collarbones. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Look, my collarbone just played the chopsticks. <laughs> um, speaking of the uh, speaking of DLC, did you ever play the Ninja Turtles and the and and your your Injustice? I did for a little bit. I oh. need to get back to that. that oh, actually, wow, I did wow. play more of that game this week as well. Nice. I didn't actually play as the turtles though. I was still going through and um, just having fun with all the different types of characters. I actually, I did a lot of spring cleaning in my Injustice 2. Because I realized I was kind of having this overspill issue where like just almost every character I had, all of the little like armor slots were all taken up. And so if you didn't make room, then then you'll lose, you'll miss out on all, all the different things. I also didn't realize too, I had a ton of boxes, like loot boxes to open up with an Injustice 2. So that was a bit surprising. I spent a fair amount of time opening all those things up. So didn't do a whole lot of fighting. It was like I said, it was mostly like spring cleaning, mm-hmm. organizing, structuring. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done here. I'm going to go to another game. <laughs> <laughs> I also am happy to tell you mm-hmm. I received my movie pass card. Did you? I know last week I was saying how I... I uh, was expecting it in the mail, and uh, it has come, so I'm looking forward to trying that out. <clears throat> I read something on Yahoo News that said that uh, Movie Pass was about to go because it was bankrupt or something. I was just about to go into that. But I saw the same thing <laughs> where apparently, like, they... I think it's, like... There's some numbers where, like, they've made, like, 15 million... I don't know if it's like 15 million per month or something, but they're spending like 21 million per month. Oh, that ain't good. Yeah. So it's just kind of like you guys, you're, (laughs) there's just like fate would have it is like, as soon as I join, then it's probably just going to go belly up. And it's like, yeah, no, you're not going to get anything. It's like, (laughs) of course it's going to happen that way. One of the big things that actually happened to me um, just yesterday, really, is um, my lovely wife decided to get tickets for us to go to the Fort Worth Symphony. And we checked out the Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark experience, which was really enjoyable. They actually had this big screen. If you recall early on when we started um, Joygasm itself, do you remember how uh, we went to the Lord of the Rings experience in Dallas? I don't remember the Lord of the Rings experience. I remember you went to a bunch of John Williams stuff. So I believe it was early on when we started this podcast. In Dallas, they had the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, and it, it was where they had this big screen and you would watch the movie, but the the music itself was not a part of the movie. You still had the voices and the sound effects, but the Dallas Symphony Orchestra were actually performed the entire soundtrack from start to finish, even through the credits and whatnot. It was just fantastic. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. <laughs> what is that, the Forrest Gump version? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, this one um, actually took place, like I said, in Fort Worth. The exterior of the building itself, and the building is beautiful. I was really just awestruck by um, the architecture. It's it's very much in the Art Deco type style. Mm -hmm. And the Fort Worth Symphony, my my hat goes off to them. They did a terrific job in that, too. It was was really fun. You You know, the wife... You don't wear hats, Russ. Don't lie. I wear hats all the time. What are you talking about? Whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> My baseball cap goes off to them. Yes. <laughs> um, Art Deco, Fort Worth, Symphony. The wife. Oh, yeah, that too. Had not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I was shocked. I totally thought I had shown her that early on in our dating adventures. Did you get up in front of everybody and go, What? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen this. I mean, I, I was I was pretty floored, but at the same time, too, I completely didn't know that the, that the movie portion was a part of it. I thought we were just going to listen to them do like just a kind of a curated version of just the different Indiana Jones tracks that John Williams had composed. And then I got there and I saw the screen. I was like, oh, we get to watch the movie too. And she's like, I told you this. I told you this like five times already. I was like, oh, well, that's just uh, me being. Um, non-paying attention-ish. <laughs> I just swallowed water and it went down the wrong pipe. I'm going to have the hiccups for the rest of this show. <laughs> anyway, what happened to the news? <gasps> I'm like sitting here trying to tell you a story and you're choking <laughs> on your your water. Ugh. Anyway, a lot of fun. I can just wholeheartedly tell you that the just... Man, the talent there was terrific. It, it, it sounded just like the film. In fact, when we left the theater, we were talking about how... The th- I even said the theater. When we were leaving the concert, both my wife and I were talking about how multiple times while we were watching the movie, we co- totally forgot we were in an auditorium with an orchestra playing the music. We thought we were just watching the movie. It was just that well embedded into the whole thing. So... I, for one, really encourage not only you, but just all of our listeners out there, if you ever get an opportunity to be able to go to some sort of orchestra that's located at some sort of um, larger city venue that's kind of in your neck of the woods, check it out. I think you might walk away being really impressed with just how much talent is there. And it's, it's such a fun thing. It's almost like going to a drive-in movie theater, but instead of you just listening to the, you know, the, the sound through the speakers, it's like, no, like you're sitting there, you're in this wide open space. There's the, the, the movie screen in front of you, but then this music is just completely surrounding you. It's just amazing. So needless to say, it was a very splendid time. Well, that's great, Russ. Glad you had fun. I did. I had a very nice time. Did you have anything else that came into mind, or should we just hop into uh, the uh, topic of the day? Let's hopscotch our way on over, Russ. All right, let's make it a reality. Topic of the day, people. You will notice that uh, I turned your mic down this time, Steve. 
I hope you appreciate that. Mic or earphones? Because um, well, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Turn yeah. your earphones down. Yeah, yeah. Because last week, you know, uh, even though I, I, it was quite the hilarious spectacle, I, I did want to torture you this time. Thank you. I like to, you know, keep you guessing. <laughs> What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Okay. Good. <laughs> so our topic of the day is E3 predictions slash I don't know wishful. Wish list, I guess you could say, E3 wish list. Hmm. What you hope to see, that sort of thing. I thought it would be appropriate to start things off with an article that came out last week. And you may not have heard about this, Steve, but Walmart Canada had mistakenly listed a bunch of games. And it just it spread like wildfire across the interwebs. But... Um, yeah, I, I have one of the one of the articles I have um, up on my screen right here. I'll just read you some of it, but it says in what is probably the biggest single leak in video game history, Walmart Canada has jumped the gun on a large number of game announcements. Online retailers are always spoiling news of uh, new games before they should do. Stupid. <laughs> but it's usually only one title at a time a few days before they were supposed to. Well, Walmart Canada, though has messed up in the most spectacular way after online tipster, and I know who this guy is, Wario64, mm-hmm. noticed that there was a certain listing that revealed what seemed to be almost every unconfirmed game due to be announced at the E3 Expo next month. Why? So, so. do we even go into what we're going to expect then at that point? I want this to happen. Well, too bad it ain't. I already know what it is. <laughs> well, I think it's important to you know reemphasize that this is not like there's there's not proof that states oh these are the games that are going to be announced here. Like like it's it's kind of in that gray zone of like well were they trying to anticipate like basically it was like a fat finger syndrome right where like they were trying to like set up their their future price lists and that sort of thing of the games and with like the box art and whatnot. And then somehow it accidentally got published instead of just saving it as a draft or something. That's fat finger syndrome. It's, it's a form of it. Yes. Sausage link syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's one of those things where, where, where it's kind of, like I said, it's in that gray zone where like, it's not, there's no, there's, there's no, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, Basically, it can't be proved either way. Like, is it just rumors or like wishful thinking, or is it like actually like, nope, that's it, and you ruined it. Way to go, Walmart. I don't. I'm not exactly sure which way to believe. I have a feeling it's probably more towards the true side. But um, I don't know. I could either. I have the list of of especially like like the bigger announced games here on my screen. Uh, I don't know if you want me to go through those first or if you would like to talk about what you would like to see. And I can tell you if you uh, will see it. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold on. So I'm, I'm, I'm slightly confused. Okay. And that means, and that, that might mean because I was, I tune you out sometimes, but you tune me uh, out all the time. <laughs> so did they publish what is upcoming? Because everything's upcoming. I mean, they're all going to get the games that everyone's talking about at some point. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be revealed at E3. So the nitty-gritty of this whole thing, the, the nitty-gritty of, of this whole thing, Steve, is that 
the the page that Walmart was working on itself, it looked like it was going to be released like for the holidays, like it was going to be later this year. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so it, it it goes pretty much without saying that like those like if those games are in fact to be believed that they were probably going to be given like a big hoopla at this year's E3. That's what it is. It's like, basically they, they, they spilled the beans a little too soon. Okay. So yeah. Um, you know what, Steve? What? I'm just going to go down this list for you. Let's go down it. Let's make it easy. Okay. Easy button. So Assassin's Creed. Another one. Every um, year has to go by and another uh-huh. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It looks like uh, it could be a spinoff from Origins. That includes Ancient Greece. Ancient Greece, huh? That could Ooh. be interesting. This next one is one that I was actually very excited about. Mm-hmm. Splinter Cell. <laughs> ah, that's a title we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah. Good old Sam Fisher. <laughs> and, you know, people have been... I'm six years old. <laughs> I'm still dangling from catwalks. I'm in competition with Solid Snake. (laughs) My back hurts. I can't crouch like I used to, but we're going to get this done somehow. Night vision goggles are making an imprint on my forehead. (laughs) Guns are getting heavy. (laughs) Why why do I always got to walk around in the dark? If I've got to squat one more time. I need, uh, <laughs> I need Dr. Soul gels in my shoes. My feet hurt. <laughs> so it's no secret that a lot of fans, including myself, I'm a huge fan of Sam Fisher. I love the Splinter Cell series. I've been wanting to have like a next gen game for some time. And I was also reading too that um, I guess it's already had one retail leak on Amazon, which I I haven't actually looked at too much, but... Um, you know, Ubisoft hasn't come forward and, and confirmed or denied or anything. That's one of the interesting things about this too, is that when this article broke, there's like all these people were like just talking about it, but the studios have remained pretty tight lipped. Like none of them, not, okay. Not none of them. There are a couple of them that did kind of speak out a little bit, but it was just, <laughs> no, we're never going to make another Assassin's <laughs> Creed ever. Well, no, like they, or they're not even like coming out with like expressing outrage I mean, they're, they're just quiet. And, I, and it's probably because they have partnerships. Like they don't want to like, you know, oh, yeah. antagonize Walmart, but just cause four. Did you ever play any of the just cause games? No, I haven't. I have not played them either, but, um, the last one didn't seem to do that well. I, ha- um, I haven't played them just cause I don't have a PS4. Well, you know, it's, I think it's by Square Enix. Well, because you're you're a fan of Square Enix, so I thought you'd be kind of more up on uh, the ins and outs of that, Thirsty. I was trying to put a play on words there, but <clears throat> oh. anyway. <gasps> right over the head. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And it's good. Uh, there's another one called Destiny Comet, which I'm not too familiar with, but I believe it has to do with Destiny itself from uh, Bungie. Hmm. So I think Comet is an old code name and it was used for Destiny 2 DLC. So I'm not sure if that's what they're referring to or not, but um, anyway, Activision hasn't released any kind of information about it. 
Now, this is one that's uh, been kind of big. Borderlands 3. <laughs> Game that's been rumored for years. And uh, if they were to have some sort of uh, E3 reveal. Honestly, Borderlands 3 is one I am... Even before this thing came out, I was expecting they were they were going to have some kind of presence there. Lego DC Villains. This is this next one was interesting too. Rage Two, which if you remember, oh, I remember Rage. Yeah, the first Rage by ID Software. Yeah, that might that might be pretty good. Yeah, Bethesda has made vague hints about um, a new Rage, um, so it'll be interesting to see if they, if if they do in fact make a presence. That now. was the game where you had like unlimited ammo basically, and you your the strength of your attacks and your health meter was based on the damage you did to like the enemies and the environment. So the more stuff you blew up and whatever, the stronger you became and the more like your health bar would stay replenished. Oh, if I remember correctly. Isn't that the one that had like some pretty robust vehicle combat mechanics in it? Like you were like you were in the like a car and you were blasting around like the sand dunes, like some sort of like Post-apocalyptic. I was like, mess up that uh, word. Post-apocalyptic. I don't remember there being vehicles, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> what game are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just in a rage. <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking about yourself, aren't you? Yeah. Now, Dragon's Quest Two was another one that got mentioned. Um, Dragon Quest. <laughs> it came out in 1987, but Walmart has already made lots of errors with other names. So it's hard to say what exactly this uh, particular title refers to. Forza Horizon 5. Nice. Wait, mm. Forza Horizon 5? <clears throat> then what happened to Forza Horizon 4? They, that might have been a, been a little typo. Maybe that was a typo. Uh-huh. Or did they come out with another one? No. No, no, because last year was just Forza Motorsport. Right. So, yeah, it should be four. Forza four. Because Horizon 3 was, mm-hmm. was the Australian right. one. That's right. That's been the latest one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> we're going to release four, and then right away we're going to release five. Yeah, I'll bet you the Walmart guy probably had a typo or something on that one. That's, yeah, that can't be right. Bob, you're fired. <laughs> we win. It's not for the reason you think. It's not because you leaked all these games. It's because you put the wrong number in front of Forza Horizon. Bob, you had one num. You had one job, Bob. <laughs> Nincompoop. And you're fired. The Division Two. I never played the first Division. Did you ever play the first Division? I did not, Russ. The Division by Ubisoft. That was a game I was initially interested in, and then it um, crashed. Yeah. It didn't crash. It was just <laughs> the the graphics, like the like the initial teaser, would looked really really good. And then when they came out with like the big reveal, it's kind of like what? Like it was the same thing as Watch Dogs. Or Watch exactly. Dogs looked amazing. And then yeah. when the game came out, I'm like wait, this doesn't look. This, you guys reduced everything on yeah, this game. Exactly. Ubi, Ubi, Ubisoft has a bad reputation for that. And I have friends who've played the game. They do enjoy it, but um, I don't know if this sequel has actually formally been announced yet. Um, I imagine it will probably, if it, if it is shown at E3, it'll, they'll probably have some sort of big focus on it. Hmm. Oh, this next one makes me very happy. What's that, bro? Gears of War 5. Uh, I'm telling you. This is perhaps 
the biggest surprise of all the titles that have been no, it's not. Dropped here. No, it's not, Russ. I knew there was going to be a Gears of War 5 after Gears of War 4. Well, I'm just saying. The other ones had certain rumors or hints from the studios that they like they had a sequel in development, but this one by the Coalition, I mean, on the one hand, it's like they'd be insane not to make another sequel. But at the same time, this one was so tight-lipped that just he, seeing it, it makes me happy too, just because last year's E3 was really devoid of any kind of AAA title. That was one of our biggest beefs that we had with Microsoft was just, they had so, such a, a focus on the indie developers that we really didn't get any kind of representation when it came to just do these like kind of hardcore AAA titles. So I, for one, am very excited to see Gears of War 5 um, and just to see what they do with it. So there are, um, man... Gosh, there's a bunch of others. Dreams for PS4. Beyond Good and Evil 2, which we did get a, a kind of a teaser pre-rendered cinematic trailer from last year. So it would make sense that they'd show it here. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course. I'm going to play that one. WWE 2K19. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You can't just gloss over Final Fantasy VII, Russ. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, I'm, Allow me to back up. If that's going to be released... Over Christmas or whatever that's going to be released this year. Uh-huh. That's when I'm definitely camping out at your house or I'm stealing the PS4. <laughs> and you're going to be stuck with the Xbox. You're not going to see me for like a month. That's fine. That's fine. I know that it is absolutely imperative that you get some TLC quality time. Now, they were thinking of releasing the game in two different parts, two or three different parts. Now, does this just say... Final Fantasy, or does it say? This literally just says Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of details other than that. Bob, you missed out that the second half of the title of the game. You're fired. <laughs> Bob! Bob. <laughs> uh, so yeah, WWE 2K19. That- oh, yeah! <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a, a huge surprise there. Um, and, and there's uh, Insurgency Sandstorm, which I have not heard of before. This one, The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really surprised with that because they've been teasing and hinting that for the last year at least. Yeah. And so I, I imagine yeah. Sony will have that as probably like their kind of center point, if you will, of their, probably uh, their kickoff one. Or maybe the kickoff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime 4 for the Nintendo Switch. Does it say Spider-Man anywhere on there, Russ? No, because it's kind of a... That one's like a foregone conclusion that it's going to be there. I mean, it was, it was already at last year's E3. They had that pretty in-depth... True. Ga- ...game demo, yeah. Cyberpunk, Russ? Is, uh, Cyberpunk on there, Russ? Uh, it is not. Really? At least not I mean, on this, this particular list. Doesn't mean it's not going to be there. Right, right. That could fall under the category of, I hope that we get a chance to see it. Indeed. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch. Again, not a huge thing because I kind of ex- expected that something like that to happen. NBA 2K19. And that about rounds it out. I mean, like it wasn't like every single game, but I mean that's that's a lot of titles that got pushed out. So it'll be interesting. I really do hope going back through this that of course Forza Horizon. Well, I want to call it Forza Horizon 4. Um, it would be great to see what that looks like. Gears of War 5, of course. Rage 2 has piqued my interest a bit. 
Um, Borderlands three be interesting to see what they do with that Splinter Cell, and even Assassin's Creed. I mean, you're you're an Assassin's Creed guy. Yeah, kinda. Mm. I uh, kind of. Oh, yeah. he's hemming and hawing over here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm. I'm. If you played one Assassin, Assassin's Creed is like Call of Duty. If you played one of them, you pretty much played them all. I. No one really knows what they're doing with the series. They're just trying to go different places and do the exact same things again and again. Mm. Uh, but, but I will say that the the cityscapes they make, whether it's like London or Paris. Or you know, uh, you know, Colony, New Boston, New York, sort of thing. I mean, they do a great job making these cities and, and the atmosphere and whatnot. So if it's in ancient Greece, that could be pretty sweet. Yeah. But with any other Ubisoft Assassin's Creed, you just wait a couple months and then price drops in half. You pick it up for thirty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So segueing over to more of just our predictions and, and wish lists, I think it's, it's perfectly fitting to start that off by talking about Cyberpunk 2077. I really, really want to see that. I, I think that's kind of almost like a, like a combination. I think that's both a prediction and really wanting to see it. Like, I think that there's a very good chance we're going to see something from them. What do you think? I think, it, uh, yeah, I would agree. I mean, we haven't, since The Witcher 3... Uh, we haven't heard anything from uh, CD Projekt Red at all. And people are going, okay, Cyberpunk either has to be just as good because you set the bar really high. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't shown us like anything except for that one teaser trailer. And that came out like two years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. So uh, everyone's really antsy for this one. But I heard it was going to be some sort of first-person shooter, which, I mean, I'm open to whatever, but... I just want to see something. I want to see, I love cyberpunk stuff. Yeah. I just, I really want to see what they've been working on. And they've, they've apparently just been hiring a ton of people to work oh, on yeah. this thing. And it's been in development for like five years or something. Yeah. They've, they've, they've done a lot of hiring. I've seen uh, job posters that they've put up on their Facebook page. Like, Hey, if you can do this, you know, give us a call where you can work from home. You can work, you know, offsite, sort of yeah. thing, you know? So yeah, they've really been putting the money towards it and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious if we're going to see anything from Halo. Like, are we going to get some sort of a teaser for Halo 6? Yeah, we might. But I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like haloed out. Halo to me is almost like, or the later Halos are like the later Star Wars to me. Mm. So I see a Halo. I mean, I haven't played even Halo 5. And then, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're not um, missing anything in Halo 5. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it'd be cool to see Halo 6. And I might be, and I might be glued because they do great cutscenes and trailers and whatnot. But I think 343 Industries has some soul searching to do just because they, they really did not do justice to the, the franchise with Halo 5. But and that makes me interested, though, in seeing what they're going to be able to hash up with Halo 6. I They don't have to even show, like, gameplay footage. I just want to see some sort of quick little teaser that just, like, states, yeah, we're working on it. Although, if they did announce, a 343 announced, like, a, a Master Chief Collection Edition of Halo 3, because what they did with, with the one they released earlier is they made Halo 3 
like a higher definition version and they ran it on 60 frames a second, but mm. they didn't up the graphics. So like if you compared the Halo 2 or even Halo 1 with with all the, the new textures and new graphics and everything else, and right. new sound effects, all that wasn't there. You got this, the regular Halo 3 running on 60 frames a second with a slight resolution boost. Yeah. But everybody who loves Halo 3, like me, <laughs> you know, I I, I want to see what they can do with it um, with the Master Chief formula. Of course, Anthem is another title that I really want to see some more stuff of. I don't know if they're going to necessarily show it or not since last year was the big reveal. The title is rumored to be coming out in 2019. So I think that goes more toward, I don't think it's going to be a prediction so much as just more like what I would like to see. I would really like to see more actual gameplay footage of that title. You know what I don't want to see? Russ. <laughs> and we switch to the glasses half empty. Courtesy of Steve. <laughs> Microsoft needs to hit this one out of the park. And I said this last time and they didn't. They only hit it to first base. And then you went to the Sony booth and they go, huh, instead of listening to us talk and, you know, have a bunch of you know, random uh, YouTube people, let's just show you the games and the goods. And everyone's like, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft needs to do just that. I mean, we, we were, it was partly E3's booth and whatever, but then it, it, Microsoft continued with it and everyone's walking up, making speeches and dude, yeah, just please don't do that. Microsoft needs to pivot big time this year because last year they spent a lot of time on indie developers. And this year they're, they're going to need to pivot toward back to AAA titles. They've got to really come out of the fence. I mean, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Anthem, and we talked about this back when we saw E3 last year, Anthem was the saving grace. Like when that, when that finally was shown at the very end, it was like, Oh, thank God. Like yeah. the, the, this is what I've been waiting for. This is awesome. But that was a, a Bioware title. That wasn't even a first party title by Microsoft. I do have a feeling that we'll probably see, and especially if, if this Walmart leak is to be believed, I do think that this year will be back to like that good old triple a title experience from multiple publishers. Like last year we saw some of that, um, from EA a little bit here and there. Um, but Sony was the one that just really, I mean, it was like title after title after title. You're looking at this, all these different types of uh, AAA IPs, especially first party exclusives. And really that makes me wonder too about Sony. Like we're probably going to see more footage. Like we're talking about from the last of us part two. We really haven't seen actual gameplay footage from that title yet. Spider-Man comes out this year. I'm very excited for that. God of War just got released so they're making good on having these different titles that they've been able to showcase in the past come to market. I'm just wondering if they're going to have any kind of other secrets up their sleeve. You know, what would be cool is if Sega had some title that was going to come out. Oh, man. I, I don't mean, think that's going to happen. I know, but how, how cool would that be where they're showing all these previews about the games and their screen goes black and then it goes, Sega. Are brought to you by Sega, you know, produced or whatever. Like, I mean, the crowd will go like, "What? What?" <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I uh, yeah, I just I don't see that happening. Uh, gosh, I, I I would love to see that too. I just I don't I don't for, I don't foresee that happening. You know what? I also would well hope that they do is bring out titles that, uh, or at least on the Xbox side, 
where it shows off more of the Xbox One X's software and powerhouse that I can do. Because in the last E3, it was like, oh, yeah, this one's coming out for Xbox, and it's Xbox One X enhanced. Right. And and it looked good. Like, uh, uh, what was the, the Nazi game the uh, you were playing? Oh. The real violent um, one. I totally see it. Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfen- Wolfenschlagen. Yeah. So, I mean, that one was a good game, and, and and it looked just as good as that trailer, and they did a phenomenal job. Oh, it yeah. really showed off the hardware and whatever. But I would like to see more games where you, they say, okay, you know, you see the HDR, you see, like, the higher graphics boost, yeah. you see how much better this is than the regular Xbox, because if this these generation systems are going to be around as long as the Xbox 360 was going to be around. Right. We're going to have this for the next four years. And so they got to wow us with something. I've had friends talk about different titles really looking a lot better on the Xbox One X. Like they, they actually plopped in an older title, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, they yeah. started playing it on Xbox One X and like they just were raving about like just how much better it looked. Well, the, on the... The publisher on that one, they made a whole new DLC content for the Xbox One X. Right. Yeah. I actually played Forza Motorsport that came out last year. I went to the mall and they had an Xbox One X set up there and I was playing it. And you can tell. I mean, it it does look nice. Mm -hmm. It it does look really, really good. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think that there are a ton of titles that actually leverage the power of the Xbox one X when you go outside of like first party titles or, I mean, yeah, you'll like rise of the Tomb Raider was, it was a third party title. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see more of them where it's where, you know, you, you just, you want to be able to, to showcase uh, the power itself. So we'll have to see, you know, going back to Sony really quick, talking about systems and all that. I wonder if they're going to tease the PS five. At this year's E3. I would like them to, but I doubt they will. Like, maybe not do a full console reveal, but I could totally see them hinting at something like, like as a, oh, one last thing kind of thing before the their conference wraps up. It would be cool. I mean, it, it definitely would be cool. I, everyone would like it to. I mean, if you see some of these PlayStation YouTube channels, everyone's talking about the how rumored PS5 specs and mm-hmm. whatnot, so... Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. I kind of doubt it just because of how long these systems seem to be out for. Yeah. Everybody, the, the, the CPUs used to be around for four years and like every four years, like a car, for example, that you would get a new system. Now it's been doubled to like eight years. Right. Especially with like the family of PlayStations and the family of Xboxes there. I mean, we just, PS4 is not that old. Mm -hmm. So I think. Uh, you know, if they released a newer system, pe- people who spent money on the PlayStation and then spent more money on the PlayStation uh, Pro, mm. and then they, you know, all right, give us more money for the next PlayStation 5, I think that'd be asking for too much. Do you think Sony will come out with another system to compete with the Xbox One X? Like, call it like, I don't know, the, the Sony PS4 no. Super Duper Pro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. They'll probably just skip to the PS5. Yeah. Uh, that makes the most logical amount of sense. What do you, what other kind of pro- <laughs> what PlayStation Pro Play? <laughs> <laughs> so, what other kind of predictions or wishful thinking do you have, Steve? You know what would be kind of cool is, and this won't happen. This won't happen, Russ. But I got to thinking about this augmented reality mm-hmm. stuff that yeah. uh, you that you can get on these mobile uh, d- platforms. 
and I got to thinking about the Nintendo Switch and, and uh, the what was it, the Nintendo 3DS about how you know you can kind of uh-huh. have a couple different screens and uh, stuff happening on one spot and different stuff happening on another spot. Sure. If you can link your like an app of the same game with your phone and have different stuff playing on your regular TV and have information play on. I mean, that's almost 3D in, mm. in a way. Like if you had your phone propped up and it was giving you all this different information that you needed to see, you needed to look down there and you look at your screen at the same time. That'd, that'd be another level of something that you, you don't have today. Ooh. Especially if it was augmented reality and you had to kind of prop up your phone to look through, you know, and see what's what. I think it would depend on the genre of game, but I do think that that would be really, really cool if like, you know, certain parts of the of the game that were not intense in terms of, you know, it's not like you're playing a first person shooter and you gotta look away and go, oh, what's my phone say? But more like, yeah, I don't know, I could see that happening in like a puzzle situation or something. For like, I was just thinking, like, say you're in like, um, you, you need to look in some other realm and you need a tool, right? Mm. So you would you'd grab your phone, for example, and it would use the camera, like it would have to, and you would have to hold the camera up to like your TV. So the game, it would have to see the game on your TV. And then you would be able to see like whatever you were having to find that was invisible to the, your regular eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would be kind of cool. I predict that we'll see a fable game. Oh, they're making another fable game, Russ. They are? Yes. I thought that was just kind of rumors and like little things here and there. I didn't know that there was like an official like, yep, we're definitely making a Fable game. I, I, they're going to make another Fable game. Well, how about if I say I predict that we will see something for a new Fable title. What other predictions do you have, Steve? You know what? what, I'm not going to predict anything. Uh I would like to see... And I'm still holding true. My Half-Life flame. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. It ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> Just bring out a Half-Life. <laughs> even if it's even if it's a, like a an enhanced version of what we already have, I'd love to play through that game all over again on next-gen graphics. I hope to see some new IPs. That's another thing. It's like we've seen kind of the um, reliable IPs that each one of the first party camps, you know, they, they tend to churn out and that's a good thing. There, there are a lot of titles that are just really, really fun to play, but I also want to see some risks taken and just be able to show like, I mean, Anthem is like one is an example from last year. We're like, that was like the, I think like the one title that came out that was like this brand new IP thing and everybody was talking about it. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Don't know if I will, but I want to see more of that. All righty. Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and pledge $1 a month for exclusive access to the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash TV. Last but not least, search TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>